0: Welcome to the Marshall Pruitt Podcast in your Week in IndyCar guest episode. Who is our guest? Not a first-timer. I don't think you're a second-timer. I don't know exactly what timer, Uh, but you've certainly joined us uh, multiple times before. Taylor Kyle, president of Arrow McLaren SP. Always a blast to have you on, my man, because you aren't the kind of stereotypical stuffed shirt a uh, guy running a IndyCar team you as I lovingly refer to you're one of us right you started uh at the bottom ground floor shop floor and have worked your way all the way up to a president of a uh, IndyCar team that challenged for a championship last season and yeah folks aren't putting their money on one Patricio award from Mexico is one of their top two or three picks for uh the 2022 title, boy, you're 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 putting your money in the wrong place. But thanks for joining us here, Taylor. How are things in your world? Before we get into the great Q and A brought to us by our listeners and supported by Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, and TorontoMotorsports.com.
1: Well, thanks, Marshall. That was a hell of an intro. Um, <laughs> I don't know how many times I've been on this deal, but it's a it's a blast uh, every time, and I, I appreciate you having me on again. Um, man. It's things are going, you know, both, uh, personally for me and, and, and professionally with our team and, and what we're doing, we've, we've got a lot going on. There's a lot of irons in the fire, which is cool. It, it keeps you on your toes. It keeps you, uh, it keeps you motivated. And, and, and uh, now we're, we're pushing forward, man. It's, it's a good time to be alive. No doubt.
0: You and I have one thing that's very much in common. We are married to amazing ass kicking women who are far more popular than you and I in anything that we'll ever do. So uh, luckily we got a question or two here towards the end about you, your amazing wife, Katie, your uh, your, your brand new baby girl, Quinn. So um, yep. we'll get to that as well. Why don't we kick off, though, with some recent news, that being one of, of winding up uh, the pretty big acquisition, 75% ownership stake in Air McLaren SP by McLaren Racing. Uh, We'll kick things off here with our pal, Shauna Oakwood. She always sends in great stuff for us. She says, Taylor, congratulations on an amazing season. With the newest acquisition going through, how do things at Air McLaren SP look different now? Is it business as usual? And are there bigger changes coming in the horizon as a result of this uh, 75% share?
1: That's a great question. Um, You know, I'll try to keep it, uh, pretty high level. Um, you can really, really dive into this one, but ultimately, you know, I think what, what this news, this recent news, the 75% piece is, uh, effectively just an acknowledgement of, of, the closing of the deal. You know, this is something that we, we announced in, in, in principle in, in Nashville, I believe this year. Um, it's something that's been in the works for, for quite some time. You know, we, we announced our, our technical partnership with, uh, with mclaren two years ago now i believe yeah. so um it's it's been a work in progress and and we've certainly uh, spent that time uh laying a, a rock solid foundation for how we're going to operate in the future um this is something that was always uh you know on the table and and we finally got it done so it's it's an exciting time for for our team uh, no doubt it's an exciting time for for indycar i believe um it's it's a state of the state of affairs allows things like this to happen. You know, McLaren's an iconic, uh, motorsports brand. They were involved in IndyCar, uh, you know, many moons ago, uh, had success in IndyCar have obviously had a ton of success, uh, in formula one, um, have had success globally in, in motorsports. So to bring them uh, to IndyCar and to bring them in, uh, you know, with, with our team is, is fantastic. So now I can, you know, officially say, Hey, it's, it's, it's one team. Uh, it's one it's one consolidated approach forward. Uh, we're all marching to the same uh, drum beat and, and sky's the limit really for us. So, uh, you know, the, the foundations there. This is this is very much a formality. I don't see a ton uh, changing in the way that that we're working and operating because we've been working on that all along anyway. So, um, you know, there there will be incremental change as we start to onboard onboard. Uh, more, but but everything that we onboard is 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 through a lens of, um, you know, we're we're not trying to be a Formula One team operating in North America. We're trying to be the best IndyCar team that we can be. So mm. we're we're identifying we're identifying the uh, best ways of working across both both groups and and trying to onboard what works and not worrying about what doesn't and and uh, just just a, a clear uh, and total focus on being the best uh, IndyCar team that we can be, because, you know, as you've seen, we've, we've certainly made, uh, gains year over year. And, and, you know, the expectation is that continues and, and, uh, you know, I, I certainly want to be in the, com- uh, championship conversation every year and, and, and we have that resource and, 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 uh, people power and, and, uh, drive to do so. So I'm, I'm certainly excited about our future.
0: No one of the questions that you get and I get frequently as well is, well, hey, if this is that formal thing now and McLaren does have a majority ownership in the team and McLaren's a Formula One team and there's crazy technology not only within F1 but also within the McLaren Technical Center, how does Aero McLaren SP take advantage of whether it's the really smart people uh, in the UK or the R&D simulation, you name it, uh, tools that might make your uh, number five and number seven Chevrolets faster next season and beyond. Know that obviously they're not going to let you have everything. Hey, forget next year in F1. We want all those tools for IndyCar, but how do you make use of that, Taylor, knowing that uh, you can't have it all, but certainly whatever you can get to a portion towards developing and improving, uh, the team in the engineering side for next year—it's only going to help you get closer to winning that title.
1: Well, look, I think you know that—that that is certainly our greatest unique asset at the moment. There's no other team in the IndyCar paddock that's got uh, access to to what we do. So that's that's certainly exciting, uh, as you say. Uh, taking advantage of it is is another uh, question and challenge in itself. And I think what what it starts with is is. Uh, fantastic leadership and communication from the top um you know zach does a, a great job of of bringing all of the racing groups together you know formula one uh, ourselves and indycar uh, the extreme e group etc right so we all are in uh, a tremendous amount of communication and, and we're all uh, working together to make sure that the mclaren brand is represented in the right way and that means performing well on and off track so um the resources are uh mclaren racing resources we do work uh, hand in hand uh, as best we can with all of the racing groups and and we try to leverage the the technology and the people as best we can so it is a balancing act because um you know there's there's only there's a finite amount of everything while it might be uh, quite a bit there's still still a finite amount so you're constantly juggling uh, schedules and workloads and those types of things but we've done a we've done an excellent job and our, and our teams have done an excellent job, uh, you know, firstly communicating our needs and, and secondly, uh, working together to make sure that, that everybody's satisfied. So it's, it's, as I said, from the beginning, it's been a, a fantastic, um, opportunity, first of all, but then a fantastic experience and, and getting to, uh, getting to work and, and trying to make our, our race cars faster, as you say. So that's that's the goal. And, and as a McLaren racing group, we're, we're certainly all, all uh, focused on the same.
0: Amen to that. Why don't we go to our <laughs> pal Nathan at Indy Nathan, who asks, with McLaren taking the majority ownership in the team, plans for a third car? Any plans for the team to, say, build a new shop? or do you see the current shop being capable of handling the team's expansion for the foreseeable future?
1: Well, so yeah, I, th- I think we've got our eyes on, on that project. That's, that's a bit down the road. Um, you know, I don't know if anybody's uh, kept in touch with, the uh, current state of affairs, but you know, I've, I've been trying to get a, somebody to come out and fix, a <laughs> fix a, a plumbing issue that we've got in our house. And, um, you know, contractors are blaming everything on everything. So when we start to talk a bit about a big project like building a shop, um, you know, there's there's challenges in our current current environment that that uh, you know allow those timelines to to fluctuate quite a bit. Uh, internally, yes, it is absolutely a desire of ours to do that. Uh, we are working on on it, um, but we're also realistic with, with the timelines and and and. know doing it the right way and not just doing it because we feel uh under the gun so to speak our our current facilities can support it um are they ideal no but we've done a lot in the in this building uh for a long time and and we continue to make improvements on it and continue to uh to add where we need to add and and, uh you know refine where we need to refine so you know long answer short can we run a third corner building? Yeah, absolutely. Is that ideal? No. Um, do we want to build a new shop? Yes, absolutely. And, and, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully we'll get, we'll get down the road on that soon. Um, but there's, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of other things in, in the air at the moment as well too. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's a long-term, a medium to long-term goal is getting that new shop down and over the line. But, but, you know, in the moment, we're making the best use of what we got and, uh, you know still doing a pretty good
0: job isn't ray hall building like a new hundred thousand square foot shop in brownsburg i'm feeling like a yeah. hostile takeover need right i've seen like your crew across the board the men and the women i think they could take ray hall's crew i'm just saying you know you might not have to worry about the costs they're building i think just a hostile takeover that new uh that new shop when that's done that's my suggestion at least taylor
1: well, you know what? We we'll we'll take that back and we'll discuss it internally and see if we're ready for a an old fashioned street fight. But yeah, <laughs> Rahal's doing a Hall's doing a, a, a fantastic new new building. They're uh, they're certainly setting resetting the bar for for what it means to uh, to uh, you know their their HQ and their facility. It's going to be world class. So I'm you know happy for them, but uh, certainly um, you know that's that's something that's that's on the horizon for us as well.
0: 10-4. Next question is from our pal Jameen Tuttle. Says Taylor with McLaren's big investment here, any interest in getting Air McLaren SP back into Indy Lights? Uh, he says back in the day, those uh, those cars were at the front nearly every week in Indy Lights. Uh, I mean, if we're gonna dream big picture, right? Uh, Nineteen car Air McLaren SP Indy Lights program that's coming, right? <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you, you look at the, the history of our team, it's it's the foundation of, of this entire racing operation is built uh, on and around Indy Lights. We had a, a tremendous amount of success there for, for a long period of time. And, you know, my my formative years in motorsports and a lot of people still here, the core group of the, of the people still here, uh, you know, came up through that system. So I value it a, a, a great deal. Um, you know, but for us five or six years ago now when we, when we actually uh, pulled out of Indy Lights and dropped that program, it it was a function of the the business model had had changed and it wasn't, you know, really sustainable for us to do it the way that we wanted to do it. Um, You know, we, we had, we had a philosophy of how we operated the team and, and, you know, financially and from a business perspective, it just didn't, didn't vibe anymore with what we wanted to do. So, you know, I'm interested to see now with, uh, with IndyCar, um, Taking stewardship and ownership of the, of that uh, series now to see what what the future looks like. I've always got an eye uh, in that paddock, no doubt, for for talent, uh, drivers, engineers, mechanics alike. I think it's a great uh, proving ground, so I, I certainly value it. I, I've myself have felt and seen the value personally, so um, it's it's something I'm always looking at. I'm just interested to see. Uh, I'm most interested to see. Uh, what the plan is for the series over the next handful of years, and if it makes sense for us and it and it vibes with what we're trying to do, then then uh, you know maybe we'll we'll make a run at it. But you know my focus today right now is making sure that the the five and the seven uh, cars are both competing for a championship, and and the rest is uh, you know we'll we'll discuss when the time's right, so to speak.
0: I love the next question here from at Champ Car Forever. says, yep, with uh, Stoffel (laughs) Van Dorn having a test coming up here uh, Monday, I believe. Champ Car Forever is curious, what will you be evaluating uh, besides usual lap time comparison to others? So I guess the question is about Stoffel, but maybe, uh, Taylor, this is a a good one just to maybe move out to a wider context, not necessarily attached to uh, uh, the beloved Belgian. What do you look for? (laughs) Hey, we're going to go to a track someone's going to get their first run in any car who knows they might might not be part of our future but we're going to be looking for some things indicators at that test in the car outside the car from a person whomever they might be uh, to base whether we want to continue to engage with them about future possibilities what are some of those things tell folks about uh, the evaluation that isn't just about turning the steering wheel and stomping on the pedals
1: yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question, and and certainly, you know, a large portion of it is about turning the steering wheel and stomping on the pedals. You know, I think ultimately what what you're trying to judge is is a driver's uh, pace and skill level and the ability to to drive an Indy car at a high level, no doubt. But um, you know, when you when you take a, a broader scope view, um, it's no different than a than a job interview, really, or. Um, a first date, or any of these situations, when you're when you're trying to understand uh, more about the person than, than what you see on the outside, right? So, you know, with a situation like uh, Stoffel, or you know, Nico, um, any of these drivers that we've we've evaluated, you know, first and foremost, we're trying to find the right fit uh, for our team and and what we're trying to accomplish as a team. So, you know, uh, with Stoffel, for instance, because he's his test is coming up here in a few days, you know, it's, we, we try to, we try to craft an evaluation program. That's, that's kind of all encompassing and and gives the driver uh, just as much of an ability to feel us out um, as, as uh, you know, we can evaluate uh, him or her. Right. So, um, you know, we, we invite, we've invited Stoffel into the shop to, to meet and greet the people and spend time with the people and, and give him an opportunity to kind of see how we work and how we approach, uh, racing and, and what kind of people we have in our organization. Um, then, then kind of the work starts. So we, we do a familiarization program with obviously the controls and the people and the process. And, um, we'll, we'll fly him down to, uh, to spend some time in the simulator and, and get, get familiar with that process. And then, um, you know, certainly driver fits and those things happen, uh, all in that time as well. So, you know, in Stoffel's case, and any of these other drivers that have that have done an evaluation day with us, they're they're very very familiar with with the team and the operations of the team uh, before they even show up at the racetrack. So, um, we give them, as I said earlier, just as much of an opportunity to gauge our team as as uh, you know we have to gauge the driver. And then we arrive at the circuit, and and it's it's really about uh, executing the plan. You know, we've got a, we'll have a a fairly, um, robust test plan for the driver all aimed at, uh, giving them, uh, you know, changes that, uh, that, you know, they can feel and, 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 you know, we're, we're looking for, uh, feedback that correlates with those changes. You know, there's Marshall, as you know, there's things that you can do the race car that, you know, will make a change in one way or another. And and you kind of, you know, you want to do that to be able to judge, um, kind of their feedback and, and make sure that they're comfortable with, with giving that feedback and you know what their confidence levels are and those types of things. Um, you know, so you, you want to be able to leave, leave that test. You know, I think it's important to note you, you get one day, right. And you got to make the most use of that one day uh, that you have. Cause, cause ultimately on the backside of this, you're going to have to make a decision one way or another. That's, uh, very impactful to the success of your organization. So you're, you're trying to make the most use of that one uh, one day on track. So you're, you're looking for, you know, clear and, and concise uh, and meaningful feedback. Uh, you're looking for, um, you know, pace, just raw pace and, and ability. Uh, you're looking for, um, you know, how quickly can, can this person get up to speed and Um, you know there's there's a lot of different indicators that that go into it that can give you a pretty pretty good idea uh, when you leave the circuit that night of of what you're dealing with so that's that's really what it's about for us we've we've put together a program that's very consistent driver to driver so we've got uh, some baselines and some controls that that we can put in place that um, you know allow us to make the best decision possible and I think ultimately um that's what these tests are uh, available to the teams for and and that's certainly what we uh what we utilize them for and and you know ultimately for me it's about um giving our putting ourselves putting you know arrow mclaren sp in the best position to uh, make a decision on a driver because as we know uh the driver makes a a big difference in this sport um so that's that's really.
0: That's a great explanation really. there. Let me ask the one non, almost non tangible uh, aspect of this. Mm-hmm. I know in the past, as a mechanic or engineer, or whatever, you'd have the the team owner, team manager, whatever. After a test with new driver X or potential driver X, what do you think? Uh, and you'd get a variety of input. And again, you know, none of. Not many of it would be on the hardcore driving side, but just, hey, you got a chance to work with a person. You set the belt, set the pedals for him. You got them their drink bottle. They, blah, blah, blah. You interacted with the person all day. What do you think? What, what feel did you get? How much does feel play, Taylor, right? And I ask that because you and I know Stoffel should be quick like a bunny, right? No question about his talent. We expect him to be super fast tick a lot of boxes. There's also that feel side where you go, nah, deciding on a driver isn't necessarily like a paint by the numbers thing. There's also that intuitive aspect. How much does that factor into the process, uh, at least in how you uh, you and, and the Aero McLaren SP leadership like to go about such things?
1: It it matters a great deal. I think uh, it's, it's as important as as the the talent piece and in, in a lot of regards you know it's 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 an ethos that we carry throughout our team of you know the, the the number one thing that i'm looking for in, in hiring somebody is their fit within our organization from from an attitude and and, and from a uh, you know uh general feel is as you say perspective you know i want this person to come in and and fit with our team and and be aligned with our goals and and, and the way we go about working we'll, we'll teach you the rest um, it's not rocket science, really. Um, so that's that's important, you know, to us, generally speaking. Um, so when we start to talk about a driver who's, you know, in all all respects, the the quarterback of our team is is a he's a vital vital position um, within our team. Oftentimes, as the driver goes, the team goes, and and, and they they influence um, a lot. So it's important that it's somebody that um you know can perform on track off track uh is is uh personable uh you know the the ego piece is 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 less you know you're able to interact with with your mechanics and engineers and and the more the more of that that you have oftentimes the, the more successful that, that you are you're able to affect change in a greater way and 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 by the way, I think uh, you can agree with this. When you like working with and for somebody, um, it makes it makes things easier, and you oftentimes go a little bit farther than you might, uh, you know, might go otherwise. So it's 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 an important piece, and it's it's made more important given the uh, given the uh, impact that the driver has on our organization.
0: Subtle little grace notes too, right? The the new driver coming in for that evaluation test day. Do they rock up on their own? Do they rock up with a manager and a this and a that and have a little entourage? Do they turn up with whatever it might be, bagels, donuts, coffee, right? Again, some of these little yeah. things tell you about a, what a person's, where a person's head is at. Are they all about them or are they all about you? And
1: Well, you know, and, and the other thing too is, is it's not like they just show up. On the day that you're supposed to test there's been a lot of conversations back and forth and of and usually some conversations between myself and an agent or whatever and you find out very quickly how important it is for them to get in the car right is there a bunch of other stuff you have to sort out prior or is it as simple as hey you tell me where to be when to be there and i'm there and again i think you'll find a correlation between the drivers that are just you know, whatever it takes to get in your race car, I'll do it. Um, and their work ethic and their drive and and ultimately, uh, probably their, their, their ceiling and, and their ability to, to perform. So yeah, it, it starts way earlier than the actual test day. And, and, uh, you know, as I've totally beaten to death at this point, it, it matters the, the person, you know, inside the helmet matters.
0: When Taylor's having to sit there with a pair of tweezers, extracting all of the brown M&Ms from the, uh, <laughs> from the bowl to uh, to appease the driver, uh, Houston, we might have a problem.
1: All right. I can tell uh, you that, that, that ain't happening. Michael, I can tell you that right now.
0: <laughs> if anything, you make sure the entire bowl is all brown M&Ms, and then you see how you they react. react. All right, let's get right. to uh, the last couple of questions here, and then i uh, got to let you back to doing your job. Uh, Robbie Berggren says, Taylor... What is the team and uh, young and lovely uh, Swede by the name of Felix Rosenquist. What have y'all been looking at during the off season to try and make sure that year two is everything you'd hoped year one would be, but didn't exactly turn out uh, as planned from start to finish. I know that when y'all signed Felix, there was the expectation that he and Pato would be uh, devastatingly effective as a tandem he definitely picked up towards the end of the year, but what's this off season been like and trying to, I don't know if it's uh unlock, crack the code, whatever it is, but make sure you have two drivers fighting like heck yeah. up front next year.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, um, that's the absolute priority this off season. You know, I think that, um, winning a championship is, is certainly the goal. And I think we've identified that, um, you know, having Felix, fighting as well it, you know only benefits the the program in total obviously um, so we, we spent a ton of time really just just looking uh, race by race event by event um, situation by situation where we fell down uh, on that side of on that side of the team and I think ultimately um, it, it wasn't one single thing it was, uh, really a comedy of errors, uh, across the season. You know, I think, uh, at the beginning of the season, uh, Felix wasn't, uh, totally comfortable with the, with the package that we developed as a team. Um, you know, whereas, whereas Pato was, he had a year of experience with the car and, and admittedly we had, uh, you know, really, um, developed the car around Pato and his driving style. And, uh, as you know, it's, it's very unique. He's got, uh, as he likes to point out, he's got very fast hands. He uh, drives a, a car on the limit, um, and he's able to do that uh, easily, or it appears easy. Um, it, it certainly raises eyebrows on the timing stand often, but uh, you know, he's able to do that, and he's able to do that and, and, and produce lap time. Um, Felix, that's not his style, and it's not to say that uh, uh, Felix's style Uh, isn't quick because it's proven to be quick and that's ultimately why we signed him. So, you know, we took, we took a step back and and decided to go in a different direction for Felix and you start to see the, the pace and results of that uh, towards the end of the season. You know, that, that stuff doesn't happen overnight, especially when you're limited on uh, with track testing and, and the other things that you really need to, to, to change course like that. So we're, we're heading in the right direction there with him. Um, you know, there was errors on on pit lane. There was errors, uh, you know, from from Felix and, and his driving and and uh, you know, speeding uh, penalties. Those types of things that man, they just they just kill you. It's like uh, it's like watching a football game and you know, you're driving down the field and you get a holding penalty. Those things just absolutely kill you. Um, and that's that's really what what happened to us. You know, I look at a at a we lost a tire in a in a pit stop in Texas where you know. Felix would have been right there, uh, challenging for a win. He, he had a arguably a better car than Pato did, um, at Indianapolis, he was leading an alternate strategy, uh, got a, got a pit lane speeding penalty. Um, you know, Detroit, he had his big accident, uh, again, uh, leading on his strategy. You know, it's, it's, he was leading Marcus on that strategy. You know, you know, it, you, there's a lot of ifs and buts and what's and, and those types of things that, uh, you know, I can even go all the way back to Barber if, if, if uh, you know, he doesn't have his spin in qualifying. Yeah. Um, the 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 whole season could have been different, right? What I'm confident in is Felix and his ability and our team's ability to to rally and rebound. So I I know for a fact that uh, you know we've we've done our homework. We've identified the areas that we need to shore up. Um, you know, we'll we'll likely make some. Uh, small, small changes, just kind of all over the place in an effort to uh, to just right size things a little bit. But ultimately, it, it comes down to execution, and and uh, you know our guys and girls in pit lane doing their jobs, and our engineers doing their jobs, and our drivers doing their jobs. And you know, I know that we've got uh, the right people in all those roles. Um, we just need to we just need to execute. So, what uh, what 2022 does is gives us an opportunity to do that and an opportunity to prove that, uh, you know, Felix is, is a, a top shelf driver and and the combination of of Pato and Felix uh, can be potent for us. And, and, uh, that's certainly, certainly my expectation. I will say that, uh, you know, throughout, throughout the entire season, Felix was an absolute, uh, professional and, and never hung his head and never pointed the finger, um, you know, I, I would have to imagine that's probably one of his first years uh, in motorsport. I mean, the kid has won uh, everywhere that he's ever been. Um, so, you know, we're going to do our part to to make sure that that doesn't happen again. Um, and and I think he's going to come into twenty twenty two totally invigorated and uh, and ready to go and and ready to uh, ready to go to battle with Pato and, and go try to win a championship. But uh, like I said, he he's an absolute pro. Him and Pato get on. Uh, fantastically, those guys are like, uh, you know, two of the best, uh, teammates I've ever seen together. They, they work, they work so well together. They, uh, communicate well. Um, it's, it's a great fit from that perspective. We just need, we just need results now. So that's, uh, that's what I'm excited about in 22 is, is making sure that we get those.
0: Brent Statter asks, has Zach Brown, McLaren racing CEO opened up his collection to you to sample? Uh, or even McLaren's uh, collection, to sample some papaya horsepower. So I know you're you're more on the making the cars go fast and running the team to make the cars go fast. Helmet time? Fire suit time? Uh, what's going on here? Because we got to make that happen. I'll be there to be your personal reporter and videographer for the
1: day. <laughs> well, look, I think uh, that's... Who knows when it'll happen, but I'm certainly going to keep knocking on that door because... You talk about a you talk about a collection of some pretty impressive automobiles and and again you know that's somebody that just eats sleeps breeds motorsport it's it's that guy um you know is most of you if, if you're into it and, and you've looked it up he, zach's collection is is immaculate and the, the coolest thing about it is that they've all got a story they're either a race winner or a championship winner so um you know certainly one day it'd be very cool to, to do a track day, um, you know, no doubt. Um, other cool perks of the job we've we've got a couple uh, a couple uh, company cars here, some 650s. Yeah. I've been fortunate <laughs> enough to uh, fortunate enough to drive around a little bit, and I'll, I'll tell you what, if you ever get the opportunity to uh, to drive or own a McLaren, I would uh, highly recommend it. it it's, uh, it's a it's a heck of a car, no doubt
0: somewhere uh there's there's a driver from 1987 indycar driver who still has their uh chevy vega or a nova or a something that they had (laughs) as a perk of the job but i hope you drive by and honk and smile uh let's go to uh, we got two to go here Cora veltman she says what is katie your wife katie what is katie's favorite dish that you cook for her
1: Oh man. Okay. So I know this a hundred percent. And, uh, there's a, there's a dish that I believe don't say hot
0: pockets or like, no, 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 no. Hot
1: pockets would be hot pockets and ramen. That's kind of my jam. But, uh, (laughs) um, the, uh, Morton's, they, they have a dish on their menu called chicken Christopher and really it's like a glorified, uh, breaded chicken fettuccine thing. Yeah, it's like not super hard to make but she loves it and it's her favorite meal ever so um it, it gives me a default uh, a baseline to go to for all the the heavy hitter uh you know date nights the valentines the anniversaries those kind of things you can almost uh, count on the fact that i'm gonna whip up some uh some chicken christopher and that she's gonna love it so that's uh that's an easy one. It's not anything uh, super crazy or, or hard to make, but I've, I've kind of dialed it in and I'm feeling pretty good about where the recipe's at today. So, um, yeah, that's that's it, man.
0: Feeling good about where the recipe's at today. Yeah. Taylor Cobb yep, story, boys always, and girls.
1: Always con- just little tweaks here and there, just trying to perfect it, man. Look that's at
0: that. We're going to close here on family. Uh, Elliot Gentleman says, No real question from me. Just hope you're enjoying fatherhood. So why don't you tell us about that Obviously, uh, your wife, Katie, she's been a beloved member of the racing IndyCar community in particular, but racing community forever. Motherhood for the first time for her, fatherhood for you. This has been a pretty cool thing to watch, at least through social media this past year. Tell us about this, brother. Tell us about how this changes your life. And I'm guessing instead of former single obsessive guy staying at the shop till 10 o'clock each night. You're probably trying to make sure you get home and relieve Katie and look after your daughter and, uh, you know, uh, applying the focus uh, more where it really, really matters on the home front.
1: Yeah, man. Wow. It's wild. It's something that, uh, you know, you you certainly uh, don't really know what it means or what it is until it happens to you. Um, I think there's a lot of. Advice and a lot of anecdotes and things that that you hear throughout the lead up uh, to actually uh, having a child and taking a child home and, and being a parent. Um, some of it's true, actually a lot of it's true, but the actual experience of it all is is something else. I know all the, the parents out there can relate. It's um, it's a beautiful thing, man. Like we uh, every day, it's something different. We're just now getting into the stage where. You know, you can talk to her, and and I, I certainly, and Katie feels like, man, I, I, think she, she gets it. She's starting to make some noises. She's starting to be more interactive, which is is super cool. Um, just over two months old now, so that's exciting. She's uh, she's gaining weight. She's growing. She's got uh, some eyelashes and some eyebrows now, and a little bit of hair. And it's just, it's, it's the little things, you know. When I come home from work, and I'm like, wow, you're like growing up and it's it's only been two months so there's uh still a long way to go on that journey and a lot of cool things uh you know still to uh, to experience but up to this point it's been uh miraculous and and katie's been awesome she's been a heck of a mom um you know i've been doing the best i can hanging in there certainly trying to close out the the end of the 21 race season was a bit of a a struggle with everything going on but but we got it done and um, you know, came up a little bit short on, on the championship front, but, uh, you know, knocked it out of the park on the, on the personal front and in the, the home front. So it's been, uh, an awesome year for me. Um, it's, it's been an awesome year for our family. Um, and I'm, I'm just, you know, super excited. I'm excited to bring her to the racetrack. You know, I'm excited to, uh, for her to experience a lot of the things that, uh, that both Katie and I did growing up and, you know, running around the racetrack and, and you know, meeting all the people that that were part of our lives and and all that good stuff. So there's there's still so much that uh, that we're looking forward to, but we're also just trying to enjoy the moment. And uh, you know, I, I, just to close out the point that you said, the the obsessive working too much guy. That's that's still me, you know, unfortunately. But I've got a pretty good uh, home office set up now, and and uh, you know, the one thing that that uh, you know, Kate and I. Uh, jive well together on is the fact that she knows that this 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 racing thing is in my heart my soul and and i'll do uh, i'll do whatever it takes you know to be the best in this space and that's that's always been my my goal and she supports me 100 percent in that and and uh you know when when there's times that she's gotta she's gotta you know bear bear some of that burden she does it and she does it well and you know that's that's something that I'll, I'll certainly be, you know, forever grateful. Um, you know, but when I'm home, I'm home and, and I, I focus on, on, on her and, and on Quinn and, and trying to be the best dad that I can. But, um, you know, there's a work side of it too, that, um, you know, I gotta be here for my teammates and, and, uh, gotta be here, uh, you know, to help us, help us move this thing forward. And, 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 and it's been, uh, a, a bit of a change trying to get that balanced out, but I think we're, we're in a, we're in a good place. And, and, uh, you know, I, I couldn't be more thankful certainly for, for Kate and how she approaches being a mom and, and taking care of our family, but, um, also the, the work family that I've got and, and everybody kind of rallying around it and supporting me. And, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been really good.
0: I find myself in recent years in particular, when we've had, uh, some of the health challenges on the home front, uh, I'm constantly now asking myself, Taylor, does this thing matter in the, in the yep. greater picture and scope of life? If I spend an extra hour in the office doing this thing, that will fulfill me and my competitive spirit and motor racing and wanting to win, win, win. Where does that fall in terms of importance? Yep. Uh, if when I'm on my final day, uh, recounting my life. Do I want to be the guy where everyone says, boy, he sure worked hard and uh, dedicated <laughs> all kinds of hours to work and achieved yeah. a lot of cool things, but boy, uh, he might've spent that hour with his wife or daughter or whomever. And that would have yep. actually been better. Like that, is, that's the thing that comes with uh first time fatherhood and so many other things, uh, family and work related where before single or got a girlfriend boyfriend who whatever like yeah it's easy to push into that zone when you have something where you go okay this is actually really important that's the question that really crops up all the time so know you're balancing that and uh it, it's a fight it's a fight but it is possible to win on both fronts so uh congratulations no, no brother
1: doubt. yeah no doubt and i appreciate that and i think ultimately you know what it boils down for me it's it's easy because our, our family. Is, is racing, we love it, we, we breathe it. You know you know my story and um, you, know, you know Kate's and, and for us this isn't a job, this is a passion, it's a lifestyle, it's what we do. Um, so it makes it easier, you know, and, and the fact that they both, uh, certainly Kate and hopefully Quinn in the future love it and, and want to be a part of it, it makes it even better because I can share the experience. So it's 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 cool, man, it's, it's, uh, it's a racer's life and it's not for everybody, but it's certainly for us.
0: Amen. Taylor, thank you as always for joining us, brother. We'll look forward to connecting here again soon.
1: All right, man. Thanks for having me.